This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... We get to feature a guest at the end. We get to have somebody who can help me with the guest um, because I don't know anything about what we're going to be talking about, or very little, I should say. And uh, by the way, my name is Kevin McDonald. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio. You can always go to positivetalkradio.net and and listen to all 540 shows that we have up. I highly encourage you to do that. We've got some great content up there for you. And you can also go to YouTube. And you can watch this show as it's being done live today. And that what that means is that you get the opportunity to see what Eric looks like. Eric, how are you? I am doing fine, Kevin. And <laughs> I don't know that that's the best selling point. It's me. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things that you've been doing this for a long time. And so people get an idea in their uh, in their mind of what you look like because you've got such a tremendous voice. And so now they can find out that you look every good as your voice. Every, every good as, as my voice. Every bit as good. <laughs> yes. I did the abridged version. And uh, you as well, sir. <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute, but that's okay. Um, and it's the weather's going to be great all week. Is that what I'm hearing? It looks like a sunny and hot weekend. If that's what you're looking for, then you're going to find it. Well, good. I, I can I can go outside and get burned up. That's what I do when I go outside. I'd recommend some sunblock. <laughs> <laughs> you're a smart man. You're a smart man. Uh, are you? I know you're a musician. You do uh, a lot of work with audio and stuff. Are you a photographer as well? You know, I dabble in that. I, I wouldn't call myself a photographer because to me that implies some kind of professionalism or a, a real good eye. Uh, I'm just like everybody else. You know, I have an iPhone and I t take a lot of pictures. And, you know, if you take enough of them, some of them are going to look good. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, well, we've got a guest on our show today and I have brought along a co-host her name is Holly Berry, and Holly, uh, I brought her along because she can interpret for me because she's also a bit of a photographer herself. I don't have any of that skill set, I'm afraid. So I don't take anything. Holly, how are you today? Doing really good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And I brought a little mascot. This is a miniature Dawson. Her name's Alice. She is the... Um, mascot for mountaindogrally.com so you'll see a lot of pictures on their instagram of her and i brought her because our special guest today Catherine james the photographer also has her puppies and if you hear some growling it isn't my stomach it's it, <laughs> it would be one of them perhaps but but we shall see um there's there's a, a puppy right there so this is one of her photos and uh, to her website dbk.photography that's the whole url is just dbk.photography she takes some incredible animal photos and, and Eric what i really love about them you, yeah yeah these are these are really cool photos what i like about what she does 
in addition to doing her photography and and you can book her to do that and and but she also does something that's really cool is that uh, she works with rescues to put really great pictures of some of the dogs that are being in the process of being rescued and or adopted out for their forever home and she does that to give them just that extra special appeal i think that's awesome and she works with paws with cause and others and for all our listeners out there if you haven't caught any of the pause with cause episodes you can search for that on our website library at positivetalkradio.net and some of the cool episodes will pop up with pause with cause exactly well shall we go ahead and bring uh catherine in at this moment Yes, and I want to hear the little roaring, cheering crowd sound from your soundboard. <laughs> and Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Perfect. That's, every time Holly's here, that is a requirement. <laughs> but you deserve every bit of that because you're, you're a very talented at what you do. And that's why one reason I brought Holly here is because she is being a bit of a photographer herself, but she knows how skillful that you are and what you do and uh, and stuff. So I'm going to let Holly kind of take it over a little bit, and I'm going to stand here by myself and, and sit here and look at the two of you. <laughs> I love it. Well, for everyone out there that's listening, I think it would be fun to jump right into some of the other places that they can see your photography. Well, um, currently in Stanwood, I'm at Worldly Splendor, which is actually an antique and uh, home decor store. And um, I have some of my heron shots um, there and some of my antique trucks. Um, I like to take pictures of old, old vehicles, antiques. So um, I like to go out and about. I'm an outside natural uh, light photographer. So at Twilight, I love to capture the, the patina on the trucks and, and just the different light that um, happens with that. And then on the Heron shots, a uh, quick story behind that, I was up with friends in Birch Bay and uh, they drink coffee and I don't. So I got up early in the morning when they were drinking coffee and went out. And that was back when we had uh, the fires. And um, I followed this one heron and uh, got a series of shots from the time that he was fishing all the way till the time that he caught the fish and suspended between his bill. And so the backdrop on that is all just natural fog and smoke. Um, and uh, that one is, I don't think I have that one on my website, but that's at, uh, you can see those definitely at the uh, Stanwood uh, store there, Worldly Splendor. That's the one. That's, that's when he, yeah, those are them. <laughs> <laughs> and for the audio people listening right now, Eric is kindly being our navigator and doing a slide share uh, preview of some of her beautiful photography. That's a nice surprise. I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> yes, that, that's, that, Hawaii. that's a heron in Hawaii. That was a blue heron having lunch, which was a fish. Yeah, that was a fish in the morning and um, just fun um, just to capture, you know, in the moment, um, unexpected. And that's what I love about photography is just 
the unexpected and you get to capture that. And sometimes you're there and you just don't even know what's going to happen. And then sometimes you capture things and my, I, I do a lot of action photography. So sometimes um, when I'm in the moment, I'm so in tune with everything, but there's once in a while when a photo will slip in and I'll be like, Oh, I didn't even remember I got that shot. <laughs> Let's do a fun fact for our audience. So there is a term that photographers use when it comes to twilight capturing photos. Do you know what that term is? Twilight capturing photos? No, I haven't actually heard of that. I, I just know natural light, you know, is the ambient light. That's, that's, I'm not sure. sure yeah. Sure. So golden hour, golden hour yeah, is the term. Hour. And you got right. golden hour at sunrise and you got golden hour at sunset. Right. And so a lot of times when photographers are collaborating with groups of people, if they pick the date, they don't even set the time. They just tell everyone we're going to meet at golden hour and everyone has to like do their homework to find out what time sunrise or sunset is and be ready for it. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't been out on a group shoot. So, um, but that sounds fun. <laughs> Just oh. tell me where I need to be. <laughs> oh, can I ask a question that I think is ob very obvious, but it probably isn't. At least, at least in my mind. You I, will, I will give you permission. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. When you say natural light photography, I know that on the face of it, that sounds pretty obvious, but I, I, on, underneath that, I suspect it's not. What is natural light photography? Well, natural light photography is is the ambient light, like Holly was mentioning, um, where you don't use studio lighting or any um, additional light. You just use and capture nature light and natural light. And um, you have to know where to be at the right time. Um, if it's shady, you have to know how to then move into the light to get your object where you want it to be or to move if that object is in a certain place that may not be the best. Some people shoot um, in raw, which means that you can then change that photo um, in post-production. Um, I happen not to do that. I capture everything in my camera, but with the cameras that we have today, um, the technology, um, if you know how to do that in your camera, you can create a lot of things without having to uh, shoot raw. So I shoot JPEG, JPEG instead of raw because I like to be outside and I like to be in front of the camera as much as possible. But the, the other type of art form um, is definitely very, very popular because of all the new technology on the computers. Um, so I, I think most people probably shoot raw nowadays, um, but I'm kind of old school. <laughs> what kind of camera and lenses do you use as a professional photographer? Um, I'm a, I, I shoot with a, a Nikon D7500 because it's good for action. Um, and I right now have Tamron lenses for that. Um, I haven't upgraded my equipment. Um, so we'll just see, you know, eventually maybe I'll, I'll upgrade. Um, but at this point it, it seems to be working well for me. So. So I've heard of go to the light, but it's a whole different context. Go to the light than what we're talking about. <laughs> well, lighting's the most important thing in photography. If you don't have light, you can't take a picture because it'll just be a big dark 
black hole. <laughs> I've done that before. I've done that, and and I've also taken a great shot of my thumb, but that doesn't count for much. So, for all the aspiring novice photographers out there that might want to go from their cell phone to an actual camera, do you have any suggestions on a good starter camera? Um. Well. You know, it just depends on, on what you're interested in, on how many pixels, how fast you want that camera to be. If you're going to be doing, um, you know, something other than nature photography, you might need a wide angle lens if you're going to do landscape photography, for example. So I just recommend that you go into a really good, reputable camera store and um, also educate yourself before you go in and then kind of um, see, you know, from there what's going to fit your type of photography and, and what you enjoy doing. Um, there's lots of different brands. Um, and with technology today, I don't think you can really go wrong with any of them. So. Oh, I love it. What about what, what kind of um, qualities make someone a good photographer? Um, well, a photographer just sees things differently. I think you probably know that, Holly. <laughs> you're, a, you're an artist, you're a designer, right? So you just see things differently. You, you, when you're looking at something and you're gonna take a picture, a lot of times people are put together your design in your flowers. Uh, people are, are like, well, why are you doing that? They don't even see the same light or the same color or texture or lines. Um, does that make sense? It does. I actually watched a viral TikTok video and there was this uh, guy painter. And so he would start with like a blank canvas and you wouldn't know what he was painting. Um, but mm. what he does is like um, bust shots. So like someone's, you know, head and shoulders and he paints it upside down. And so you couldn't tell, like he was just doing, you know, broad strokes and random splashes of, of color. And then all of a sudden about 75% into it and they had it on like a speed up time-lapse thing. All of a sudden you could kind of see there was a face at the bottom. And so then at the very end of it, he flips and swivels the, um, canvas and then they show the photo that he was looking at when he created it and i'm just like so how <laughs> does his brain do that how does he paint yeah. a portrait upside down and these are big these are like you know like four foot by three foot or bigger canvases it was just incredible so am i to understand that uh, the painting was upside down or he yes. was upside down the painting was upside down. He was right side up. He painted it upside <laughs> no. down. Yeah. No, no clue. I was going to say, you'd think the blood would rush to his head and he'd pass out and he wouldn't be able to. So, but the, the people like you are, uh, Catherine, you just amaze me because there's a, there's, I was watching a um, documentary about a very famous uh, photographer in the 60s and 70s and she did rock stars oh. and uh, her name was linda mccartney and she had the same she had that same gift she could look at somebody or a, a jimmy hendrix or a a, a a rolling stone like mick jagger or somebody and she knew exactly when to take it 
so that their eyes were open and there and it was a, a real good picture how do you is that something that you've always naturally had i i think when you're an artist of any form i think yeah i think you just like i said you see see something different like when i was a kid um you know, I would, I always saw things differently than others. People didn't see it when, when I was uh, with my dad and he lived in Hawaii, he was like, why are you taking pictures of that? And it looked like I was just taking a picture of a volcanic rock, but I, I was taking pictures of turtles coming out of the ocean with the waves, but he couldn't see that the lighting. He couldn't see it. That makes you very special. Well, I don't know if it makes me special. It just means that I have a different eye. <laughs> yes, indeed. Holly? Sure. Yeah. So I love plugging in our listeners. And hello, amazing listeners. Hello, people on YouTube, listening live on Twitter, listening live on Facebook, listening live on 1150 AM KKNW out of Seattle. We are so grateful that you're here with us listening. Um, so it looks like you are involved in some events and some charities. Uh, would you like to tell all our awesome audience about those and then maybe ways they can look that stuff up online? Oh, sure. Um, so when I um, had started photography, I had retired and um, I started doing photography for charity with save a um, And they're up in Savannah, Washington. Um, they have um, not only puppies, but they do seniors. And so um, the person that's in charge of the senior dogs happened to be my dog walker for many years. Um, and she asked me if I wanted to be their senior dog photographer. So I said, sure. And um, so that's what, how I got involved in charity work um, for them. And then with that um, came COVID. And um, so I was already at the shelter also um, helping with photography of uh, the animals at the shelter. I'd kind of started at the front desk and then they discovered that I could do photography. So started to help both Sabamet who works with the Everett Animal Shelter. And um, then I decided to start this Faces of Rescue project. So um, I'm doing all animals, not just dogs, but I started with the senior dogs. And so um, I also am um, have to finish. I haven't uh, gotten hold of Libby again, but uh, since COVID, but uh, I started with Community Cat Coalition then doing some stories for the Community Cat Coalition, which I want to follow up and finish. And, um, and then I have, um, I have a cow that I'm going to be interviewing this week. <laughs> Like a bovine? A Jersey cow. Um, so, and, and some roosters coming up. So I, I, I'm, um, I'm getting, uh, and I, horses um, as well. So um, yeah, I just have a wide variety, but the Faces of Rescue Project um, is near and dear to me um, with the senior dogs. Cause I really, really love the senior dogs. And um Elizabeth is wonderful and Save a a wonderful organization. And through doing pet photography, I was at, I think the Marysville Farmers Market when it started up. And that's how I ran into um, Alex of Paws with Cause. 
So then I, um, and Kathleen with uh, Community Cat Coalition, which Holly knows both and is involved. And that's how I met Holly. <laughs> so It's a small world. <laughs> you know, I got to ask you, I've done, I counted them up not too long ago. I've done over 2000 interviews, but I've never interviewed a cow. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, well, um, we'll see how it goes. I haven't interviewed one yet either. So this is going to be my first Jersey cow, <laughs> but um, there are, I, I did some research and um, you know, just not everything is the way that we think it is when you go to the grocery store. So we'll be telling that story um, on what really happens behind the scenes sometimes um, with the I was, animals and lifestyle. I was, I was reading a um, article about one of the local dairy farms a couple mm -hmm. years ago, and they specifically like, like, promoted or advertised or marketed the fact that their cows actually get beds like they go buy mattresses so their cows get <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that was so adorable i'm like oh that makes your milk better <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah i um through this journey i am learning a lot about things that I never even really considered, right? And what happens to some of the animals and, um, you know, just the same with the horses. There's a huge story behind the Mustangs that, um, that I'll be telling on that as well. Um, and show jumping and, you know, all the different sports. I'm, I'm a big horse person. I, I'm a quine person. I grew up with horses and um, riding and showing and doing all the things that everybody else does. But um, I think it's just important to educate. I think that's more what my Faces of Rescue project is. Um, everybody can come to their own conclusion, um, but if we don't tell the whole story, then sometimes people don't know what the whole story is. So that's what I hope to do. Do you, you have on your website, do you have links to some of these organizations or some of these topics for the uh, listeners to be able to find out more or um, should they Google the For Save a Mud, I do right now. If you're out on my website, um, I will be adding the other ones um, out there. I, I think I have Community Cat Coalition too. I think I have some photos of some of their um, sandwich boards and things like that and some of the photos that I've taken for them. Um, so with the, um, the answer to that question is, is I have a blog, um, but I haven't been very active. I actually had um, my family, um, not COVID related, but uh, some other illness, illnesses and had to take a break for three years. So this year I'm back. And so I'm just getting my website all updated again this year. So I'll be trying to be more active with my blog. <laughs> so you can go awesome. out and check well, Welcome back. <laughs> Well, I, I got and yes, welcome back because the world needs people like you. Um, I got a question for you though. Where do you go play horse polo? LaConnor Polo Club, George Dill Farms. He is awesome. Yeah, there is such a place. Yeah, there is such a place, but they're all you know, the Pacific Northwest. Um, I have to say all the clubs are great. Um, it depends where you live. So if you live down south, you could go to Tacoma or Seattle. The Seattle club is actually out of Enumclaw. 
um, area, beautiful Mount Rainier in the background. Can't get much better than up north where we're at with Mount Baker in the background. So, you know, um, I'm partial to Laconor Polo. Um, I found them um, when I was in Maui on vacation. Um, I went down from the volcano hiking and saw this sign um, tailgate party and went uh, to the horse polo event. And I was like, this is a lot of fun. I think I need to check this out. And I found out it was in my own backyard. So. For all our international listeners, we're broadcasting out of the Seattle, Washington, USA region. All right, keep going, Catherine. Oh, okay. All right. Well, polo's international and there's lots of um, um, people that come from all over the world to play locally here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, from Argentina, from Mexico, um, you know, Spain, I mean, all over the place. Um, it's the U.S. Polo Association's a, a tight-knit community. Um, you can look look it up on Facebook, um, online. Um, but yeah, come out this weekend. Actually, um, this weekend, I'm going to be taking photos for the Constitution Cup out at La Conner Polo Club. Um, it's a great event, um, male and female, and the teams are, are co-ed. And um, it, it's really fun. It's such action. I mean, um, so I don't know. One of our, if one of our listeners to find information on it, they would Google the LaConnor Polo Club. Polo Club. Polo yeah. Club. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, LaConnor Whitney Road, right out of LaConnor at the roundabout there. Yeah. I have to ask you a question because uh, did you ever see the movie Pretty Woman? I did. I love that movie. And they had horse polo in that movie, and then they had a halftime, and uh -huh. you heard the announcer say, because everybody would get up, and they would go out onto the field, and they would repair the field and, and put the, the, the grass back down and pat it down, and he said, and if there's a piece of uh, dirt that looks like it's steaming, don't pick it up. <laughs> yeah, the divot song. Yeah. So I got to that is a thing. That is a thing. That's a real thing. Yep. It's fun. Yep. They play good music and everybody goes out. And and when you come out to any of the events here in Washington or even in, you know, the desert, um, you just bring your own party with you, your own picnic, you, you know, your own ice chest, you set up your own awning. Um, if you want to sponsor a team, you can even um, they'll they'll set it all up for you, and you just show up and park. But uh, and you can contact uh, the LaConnor Polo Club; they're always looking for sponsors, so you can sponsor a team. Now we're talking with Catherine James. She is a, a photographer of note and does a lot of work. She is also local. For those of you that are listening on KKNW, she is local here in Western Washington, and so you can go to her website, which is DB kphotography.com and you can find out all about her and uh you can and you can book her to uh do what you would like her to do or at least talk about it and uh and 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 stuff and i know we're talking a great deal about you know horses and uh, but i'm just i'm just curious how long does it take to train a horse to let you swing a mallet from its back going after a little ball and then just and then to whip it around and turn that must take some training i would think oh oh yeah yeah well you raise most of the people raise a lot of their own polo equine um or purchase already trained horses or you can rent you know if you come out to laconner polo uh george dill 
he specializes in polo ponies. And so he uh, raises polo ponies and then he hauls them all over the state, all over uh, the nation here <laughs> um, and rinse out the horses for the people that don't have them or can't afford to have a string of polo ponies. Maybe they have one or two and they need a couple more um, for an event um, or they come from another country and want to play. Um, but to answer your question, to train them, um, you know, that takes a special skill. I've watched some of these um, trainers and how they do it that, you know, from Argentina. Um, and they just, that's where a lot of people come from to train here in the United States. A lot of them, um, they just learn to ride at an early age and they have no fear. Um, <laughs> they have no fear. I would imagine not. I would imagine yeah. not. Holly, you know, in 2,000 interviews, I've never interviewed a, 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 a horse polo. I'm sure you don't call it that. A horse polo rider um, before or an equestrian, a, a horse polo rider. I've never. <laughs> equestrian? That's it. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> My little mouth couldn't put it all together. So, hey, Holly, you know what? We need to take a break. Would you like to take us out? I would. So you're listening to Positive Talk Radio. You can find us at positivetalkradio.net. We are new to Patreon. We're very excited about posting our exclusive content on Patreon for our subscribers and supporters. We're interviewing Catherine James, a professional photographer, and she is also an equestrian expert. And we'll be right back after this. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project, which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. 
And welcome everybody back to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. Holly is there. She's my better half. Wait a minute. That's not right. Uh, she's <laughs> the better half of Positive Talk Radio, but she also has a better half. Well, I don't know if he's... If, he another. Half. I think he's my better. Like he is, he is a way better human than I am. So yes, we can call him the better half. <laughs> and Catherine James has done some photography work for him and what he does. Explain what that's all about. Sure. Are you talking to Catherine or me? <laughs> I well, I'll tell you what. We're going to start with Holly, and then we'll get Catherine involved. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So um, my better half is a rally car driver, amongst other things. That is his, you know, like second act and um, hobby, you know, antidepressant. It's like gives you joy, makes you sparkle. So he rally races and built his own car. He's actually on an episode on our um, library. And so I think you labeled it like Matt Barnes, rally racer, car maker, or something like that. So if you search for Matt Barnes, M-A-T-T-D-A-R-N-S, then you'll find <laughs> it on our library. And so he um, collaborates with Pause With Cause. You can also find in our library. And him and Catherine have also collaborated for her photography. And now you'll be able to find Catherine James in our library. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-J-A-M-E-S. Thank Very you. Cool. How did you get involved with it with uh and how do you how do you capture a car that's going 150 miles an hour? <laughs> I don't think they're going 150. Well, some of them might be, but um this is dirt fish um uh, rally racing. So it's in the dirt. So what's fun about it is, is it's action. So it's right up my alley. And when I met Holly and we were um, in pause with cause, then she was posting about mountain dog racing and about Matt. And um, the, he had put out there that he needed um a team. He was putting together his team for the next year. And so I said, Oh, I want to get in on that. How do I do that? So Holly's like, sure, you can do some photography. So um, she introduced us. And so I came out and it was an interesting, um, interesting event because I'd never been to one and dirt fish is up in what is would you say? Is that where it is Holly or North? I, I believe so. Yeah. Cause it's off the yeah. I 90. Yeah. And um, they have this racing school and they teach you how to be a, a, a driver on ice and, you know, precarious situations. But they also have this track I never knew about and um, really cool place just to do photography in general. Um, I don't know, was it an old lumber mill or something? I don't know what they did up there for sure. Um, a lot of cool buildings. And so in between all that, they put together this track. Um, or tracks, I should say. And um, so pause with cause, I was already doing things for them. And Matt sponsor or pause with cause sponsors Matt and puts their logo on his car. So um, I went out there and um, you have to get a press pass, you have to get approved because it's dangerous, actually, <laughs> to be out on the track. Um, so I hadn't done an event um, I thought polo could be dangerous, right? But not compared to car racing. You have to just kind of, um, you're supposed to have somebody that can tap you on the shoulder, but I didn't have anybody. So I just kind of went out there as a newbie and 
asked some questions and went for it. And I had a really good time. So I did more than just dirt fish for him. I think I went up to Hannigan up in Bellevue too or something, right? But um, it's just nonstop action. And so you got to be um, in shape <laughs> to do to do not only the racing, but to do the photography. <laughs> I don't think I've squatted so much in one day. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, um, Matt showed me a video of him racing and they now there are two guys in a car one is giving directions and the other one is driving i would not do either one because it's on a dirt road that's like a, maybe 16 yeah. feet wide and there are trees on both sides mm -hmm. and i would end up right in a tree and there's <laughs> not a prayer that i would do that so i applaud matt he's he's a brave dude for for being able to go out and do that ollie so it, I, and I was curious too. So it sounded like you were saying some of the polo trainers for the writers come from which country? Because and they just Argentina, Argentina. And you yeah. had mentioned that you ended up being published in a polo association magazine. I'd love to hear more about that. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, thanks to George Dill um, at Lacarter Polo, I was new to the club first year and. Um, I said to George, you know, how, how can I get published, you know, with USPA? And he said, Oh, Catherine, you know, you'd have to write an article or something to get to ever get into the USPA magazine. And he happened to be at the time, the, the international governor for um, the United States Polo Association, and they were having a big meeting. And so there was a few people that were there that day when I asked him, and pulled him aside and he left town and he went to the meeting down at the gorge and um so i went home and i wrote i, I wrote an article i was like well i love to write i used to write i, I like to do creative writing when i was a kid so it just comes naturally to me to write and um i was having a good time i was doing something i i was very passionate about I, um and so i just went home and wrote a wrote up a, an article and then i sent it to him uh, via email while he was down at the meetings. And so it just happened that they, that it fell into, I think, something that they were trying to get for new members. And I was a new member and I was new to the sport. And I wrote an article about being new to LaConnor Polo Club. And so he calls me up and he's like, Catherine, I didn't know that you could write. You know, you didn't tell me that. And so I said, well, George, there's a lot of things you don't know about me. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, so I got, I, um, they wrote an article about me and published my article as well. And um, it, it was a, it was a fun time. And, um, you know, I talked about the horses and how they took care of me in my first year of polo. Because with polo, the horses actually know more than the person on their back if they've been trained properly for a newbie. So when you're riding, when you're new on a polo horse, you, um, I came from dressage background, so I came from arena show. And um, so I have a pretty good, what they call a seat. Um, so I can stay on. I rode bareback as a, as a kid up on the ditch banks in Yakima and Yakima through the orchards and things. So I have a good, I guess, seat, you would call it. I know how to stay on a horse. Because um, that's pretty much what you have to do on a polo horse if you're new and you don't know much about it. You just go along for the ride and the horse watches the ball. So before... <laughs> Before you know that you're going to turn, 
the horse has already turned and followed the ball. Like you can't even register that the ball went that direction before the horse, just the way their eyes are, are genetically set. So it's, if it's a beginner riding, they're pretty much just like the like decoration on the horse. That's how I kind of felt. Yeah. You know, you know, George tests you out and sees your riding capabilities and teaches you how to hit off the horse and make sure that you know how to ride and, and then it's the hitting that I think Kevin had mentioned, you know, how do you learn to do all this stuff? <laughs> well, first you got to know how to ride. <laughs> you don't know how, but George and they teach you how to ride at, you know, any of the clubs here in the Pacific Northwest, they have um, actual, you know, through the summer, um, they, they teach you how to do that. And you'd be amazed. Uh, a lot of the, uh, like we had the pony club out at the pretty women's polo tournament here in June. And, you know, there's some of the, the young girls, they, they know how to ride and they're going to be great if they come out and try polo because they already have their seat. They already know how to use their legs um, and two point and do all the things that they need to do to hit. I was not blessed to learn about polo at an early age. Um, you know, it's a, it's a sport that's actually at the colleges. A lot of people don't know that you can actually, you know, at Wazoo, there's a polo team, you know, so. I had no clue. Yeah, well, <laughs> no I had, clue. <laughs> if I had had a clue, I think that I would have been doing polo before doing dressage because mm, when I was a kid, like I said, I ran my horse through the, the fields in Yakima and Yakima and on the ditch bank and all those type of things. And so what I liked about polo when I went out after riding in a arena and doing more precise uh, type of writing um, is it's 10 acres and you get to run a horse on 10 acres, the freedom and the, uh, it's just an exhilarating feeling. It's, you know, it's just fun. I volunteered on a farm one summer when I was like 19 and they had Clydesdales and I learned how to ride Clydesdales bareback and it's crazy. Like you feel like a flea on the back <laughs> of a dog. <laughs> You just like hold on for dear life, but try not to hurt them. Like while you're holding onto the mane. It, yeah, it was pretty incredible. It's like standing next to the ocean where you feel really small. Right. Like a Frisian is big too, like that. But I haven't been on a Clydesdale before. That would be, yeah, that, that's pretty intimidating. Good for you. And I, I would not want to fall off a Clydesdale. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. How did you get on the dang thing? Yeah, I can't even remember. This was how many years ago? But it was on a farm, so they probably had many an options of things to climb on to then get on the horse. A ladder. <laughs> probably, yeah. Or who knows, the milk buckets from the cows. I can't remember. I just I just remember like it started trotting and I'm like, I'm trying not to hurt you, but I gotta hold on. <laughs> so so Catherine, I gotta ask you, how big is the ball in in uh um in in horse polo you know i can't tell you how big it is but it would be like mm, softball i guess size is would be a good explanation maybe a little smaller than that between a baseball and a softball have, has anybody ever like you know hit the horse and the horse said no that'll be enough of that you're off now and, yeah and that, you know when you're new when you're new that can happen but the horses have been um been trained um and so they don't really react 
like a horse wood that you would just pull off out of the pasture and, and ride or a show pony for that matter. Um, they're used to that. They get them used to that motion and desensitize them to that so that they, they don't have any, um, they don't shy away from the mallet is what I would say, I guess in horse terms, they don't shy away from the mallet. And, um, that, that's what's so different about horse polo is, is that the horses, I'm just amazed at how talented um, these horses are, you know, the, they're, they're, they're beautiful, but they're just so talented. Um, people don't realize how smart, you know, all animals are all animals, birds, everything. There's so much more to them than people know if you really dive into that particular animal, right? So. Well, it's pretty amazing that um, the if you have a horse and a rider and they're in the and they're playing polo, the smarter one is the horse. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love so that. I learned something yeah. today. <laughs> they are they are smarter because when I had that first year, like the horse took like Kenya. And Tormenta, they took care of me. And that's how what I wrote in my my article is how the horses took care of me um, because I was clueless, <laughs> absolutely clueless. <laughs> I'd, I'd love the listeners to know how to find that article. And then I'd love it if it's on your blog someday, because then I'd remember where to find it. Oh, OK. Well, I could put it out on my blog. Um, I, um, I'd have to check with USPA if they if that is still I, I, well, the Connor Polo Club, it's, it's out there. You can go out to, if you, if you go out onto their Facebook page, it's out on, on there. Um, yeah, it's, oh, put I it on I, anybody that loves horses though, you need to go out and, and check it out and, um, and try it, you know, go to any of the polo clubs that are close to you, just look it up online. There's several of them, um, you know, over in Spokane, there's Spokane Polo Club, um, uh, there, there's a bunch of different clubs in the different areas, Vancouver in British Columbia. Um, one time I, George hauled horses up for them for an exhibition with Thunderbird. It was like the Vancouver Polo Grand Prix or something. And um, it was amazing. I'd never, I'd never, I don't know. I was on pretty cheeky horses when I showed dressage. So um, my horse was pretty, you know, um, flighty. I guess would be another word. And so there would be no way that I would take my horse down the middle of Vancouver um, in rush hour traffic. But George's horses are that well-trained. A lot of the um, the youth programs down in the desert, the, in Santa Barbara and those places, they hire his horses for their kids to learn on. So I've learned something else today. I've never heard the term a cheeky horse. <laughs> Well, and I didn't know the term dressage, which is show horsemanship, right? No, well, dressage is just a type of riding. And there's show, oh. and there's yeah, it's a it, yeah. So there's all you know. There's western, you know. There, there's barrel racing. There's all sorts of equine sports, right? <laughs> I want to do a fun shout out to our amazing editor assistant. Her name's Demi. Demi, if you do happen to hear this, I think the show title should be "Photography and Horses" with Catherine James. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> I love well, it. Love also, it. also, also, um, also rescue, 
rescue animals but <laughs> yeah i know it's like when you look at the seo for a title like they give you like a limited character space and then you have to like be like okay what what is the show really focused on <laughs> but the well horse polo is exciting fun. it's you know yeah. it's exciting like car racing for matt right so it so is i wanted to ask you because this is a, this is important to us older folks by the way we are now involved with a group called babyboomers.org and our entire catalog is up there as well i got a, i got a fun anecdote as soon as you're done kevin okay and uh so i wanted to ask you and and then we'll, we'll maybe holly you shouldn't maybe go first because uh, my my question may take a few minutes let's okay. go ahead uh well so so does mine so i don't i don't okay. want to cut in right now <laughs> i'll let <laughs> you go first Okay, and so I'm, I'm working with uh, this company that is, um, and it's a full-blown um, website with magazine, with articles, with, with, with uh, podcasts and videocasts and all sorts of things. It's all designed for baby boomers who are getting a little bit longer in the tooth. There are lots of baby boomers who get to a point in time when they get into their 60s or, you know, a little bit older and they're slowing down a little bit. But, and they're looking for something to do that would be a way of giving back or something. And I would think photography would be a great way to do that. Yeah. Um, is there, is that something that, that when somebody's in their sixties that you can teach them to be a good photographer? Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, it's, it's just like anything. It just takes practice. Right. So yeah, if um, it's a great hobby um, because you get out, it, and and you can do, I mean, if you like food, you could become a photographer and take photos of food for a magazine or for your friends or for a party or, you know, or if you liked people and, um, you know, you can take pictures of people, um, whether you do it as a studio, indoor or outdoor. Um, there's all sorts of types of photography you can get into. And if you like computers, then, um, like I was saying before, that's a whole nother art form out there. So um, you can still use photography and the computer. So you get outside a little bit, get a little exercise, come in and then do your editing if, if you enjoy that. Um, definitely. It's much better than sitting in front of the television 27 hours a week, like a lot of my yeah. neighbors do, because I'm in a 55 plus community. Um, so and, and if somebody wanted to do that, are there places you can go to learn that? Yeah. Um, so like Kenmore Camera has classes here uh, locally um, in Washington. Um, they do classes. So you could look that up. Um, you could also um, check with the shack um, at Everett. Um, I know that um, somebody used to come in there and teach some different type of classes. I don't know that it was photography. It may just be the editing part of things, but there's some camera clubs that are local um, as well. So if you just go out and look online for that, um, you know, I haven't ever thought about teaching because I'm not really a teacher, but um, I take, and you can do this online too, there um, to up your, your photography game, you know, there's different camera stores in different states that even you can do virtual and learn. I take from somebody in um, Wyoming from that I'm, I stopped in Wyoming. I 
thought I had two batteries and I only had one and I stopped in this camera store and it was right outside Yellowstone. And so I just loved, um, they do natural light photography as well. So um, try to match something with what you like to do so that you're learning from them. Um, so you can do that too, virtually. Um, well, very good. Holly, go ahead. Well, I will save my question. Hopefully, Catherine, if you would come back and have a show with us again, we would love it. I know we're running out of time, um, but I did want to give a shout out to our listener that just sent Catherine on YouTube a kudos and said to tell her that she's amazing. I think it was Ian. Um, so thank <laughs> you so much for commenting, Ian, and for listening live with us. We love that you're there. Ian Armstrong. Yes. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, I just wanted to do a shout out for a live a live listener like that. Um, Kevin, I'll let you take it over because I know we're almost out of time. Well, we've got to, we've got three minutes. So can you your question make it in three minutes? No, but I want to have Catherine back. So how's okay. that? <laughs> Uh, now that's a segue to the reason why you have to come back now. Uh, and we, we would love to have you back. I've I've had an, a really enjoyable time. This is a great episode. I hope everybody will go to uh, YouTube and Facebook and and uh, Twitter and and listen to it or watch it. If you want to listen to it, it'll be on PositiveTalkRadio.net, and you can listen to all of those things there. And it'll also be on. Um, the um, um, the new one, which is babyboomers.org. Uh, so you'll, you're going to be there as well. So we're, we're Fun. getting out more and more places. I love, I love seniors. So I love the, the babyboomers.org. I'm going to have to, not that they're, they're there yet, but uh, yeah. And I'd love to help. So if there's somebody out there that has a question, you know, contact me. I'm, I'm happy to, I, I love to talk photography. So don't be afraid to contact me if you have a question. Your website again? Oh, my website, dbk.photography. And that's how somebody, if somebody would like to contact you, that's the best way. They can contact me. Yep. Oh, very my, there's a, a way to contact me. You can email me on my, from my website. Yep. Now, no pressure. Well, we've got about a minute and a half. And so I would love to set, our, set up myself and Holly aside so that you can tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Oh, me or Holly? You. Oh. You're, you're the well, guest. You're, you're never too old to learn anything new. So just get out there, you know, and it's never too late to start something. So just get out there. And and I always say enjoy the ride. And the reason I do that is because I'm into motorcycles, horses, and I used to water ski. And, you know, I love sports. I love the outdoors. But photography is a good way. Um, you can get exercise and uh, be out in nature so just get out there and enjoy you know find your passion and holly a natural design you've got some great pictures of things you've de developed over time that are on your site uh, let everybody know about that sure anaturaldesign.com we're also on most social media and we love to collaborate and connect people to nature through the language of flowers and I'd personally like to thank Eric. He's made a contribution to this episode because he's taken your pictures, Catherine, and he's put them all over the place, including the polo ponies and everything else. Wow. So. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Eric. And thank you, Holly. This has been amazing. I appreciate the opportunity so much. It's been a great fun and you are coming back. So you <laughs> don't even have to say yes. I passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So, Holly, it's time to go. Would you like to take us out, please? Thank you so much, amazing listeners. And Ian Armstrong, our new listener. And be kind to one another because each other is all we got. <laughs>